Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind the scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Barco. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Whitney Persh with Invitations by Whitney. Whitney, thanks so much for joining me today. You're welcome. It's great to be here. So we are going to flip the script a little bit. You know, if people have been listening to this podcast for a while, it's mostly, you know, kind of an interview, but we're, we want to get more into the tips and tricks. We want to help our couples. We want to answer those common questions that are out there. And we're gonna, just going to go straight into it. So I'm going to ask you a question that that I'm always confused about is what's the difference between a save the date and a wedding invitation. Why is it two separate things? Okay. And, and what's the difference? And when should you send those out? So a save the date versus a wedding invitation. Okay. So I recommend sending a save the date anywhere between six and 12 months out. And what it does is pretty much introduces you as a couple to whomever you wish to invite to your wedding and gives the date, obviously, a save the date. Mm-hmm. And then Uh, either your wedding venue name and location, a link to your wedding website. And then I always like to include a little line about a formal invitation will follow. But there are couples out there who sometimes will want to remove a line like that because they may send a save the date out, but not actually invite everybody that they sent a save the date out to their wedding just because of capacity or COVID in this case. So Right. Um, very different. It's kind of like an introduction to a wedding invitation, if that makes sense. So I could get a save the date, but then I don't get an invitation. I might not get an invitation. Is that what you're saying? Sometimes. It, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think people Dude. just want you to be able to have the information, especially if it's somebody, for instance, if you lived in Alaska and someone's like, oh, he'll never come to our wedding. They may send you a save the date just so you can have the link to their wedding website and either purchase a gift or check out their pictures. But it is also a great way to showcase your engagement photo or photos, if you wish. Um, one big thing that's been popular recently with save the dates again are magnets. When I first started designing wedding invitations, the magnets were the biggest thing and kind of just went away for a little while and now they're back. So it's kind of funny. It's kind of like the nineties trend with clothing and whatnot these days. I feel like when, when you scroll on Instagram, you're in the movie clueless again, but (laughs) the magnets are like that movie clueless for the stationary industry, I'd say. Yeah, no, I I like the magnet because it it allows you to put it on the fridge and keep it visible. You know, as opposed to True. Like when I get an invitation, wedding invitation, it just goes in my drawer somewhere. And okay, it, you know, see, I'm the opposite. I'll put it on the fridge for a little while, but my problem is I run out of magnets, or my magnets are not strong enough to hold, especially the cardstock that I prefer to use for things like that. Yeah. So, I will tell people also, how big do you want your face to grace someone's refrigerator? So (laughs) you can go like a five by seven magnet, I feel is too large for the average refrigerator, but anything goes these days and it's up to the couples. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah. You want to be able to put it on the fridge, but not, (laughs) not see the, uh, yeah, your face up close, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So... So you said save the dates six to month six to twelve months out roughly. Yes, I. Wedding invitation. I literally, I would send 
save the dates, anything after six months for a save the date, I personally feel like you're wasting your money. Um, anything, especially three months before a wedding, you are definitely wasting your money because you're going to turn around and send out your wedding invitations. Uh, typically wedding invitations, I would recommend mailing them out six to eight weeks in advance, but with COVID in those small rural towns, like my mom lives in a town called Lake Park, Georgia, and it's right there on the Georgia, Florida line. When I mail her something, it will usually take five to seven days just for her to get it regardless. So I have been recommending that my clients mail out their invitations eight to 10 weeks in advance. That way, their guests will have them in their hands and mailboxes by that eight week mark to give them a full four weeks or so to RSVP back. Mm, interesting. And is RSVP always digital now or are, are people some some people still it's, asking? To send it's it half out? and half. Uh, the digital trend has been very, very popular uh, with my wedding invitation packages. I have a package called the Lisa. Everything is customized to the client's needs, whether they're, you know, their color palette or they want a watercolor crest or whatnot. But I named each package after a married female in my family. So the Lisa is named after my mother-in-law and it consists of an invitation with an RSVP card and then two envelopes, one for the RSVP card itself to be mailed back and then an envelope to hold everything. I have not been printing the Lisa suite nearly as much in 2021 because of the online RSVPs. And it's primarily due to COVID. And it also, for some couples, I used to offer, well, I still do. I offer a postcard option so you can still save money on not having to purchase that additional envelope. Uh, however, people are literally just scared that something's going to happen and their wedding's going to get canceled or postponed again. And so they're just opting for the digital option. Yeah. Or if you send out your invitations, maybe at that six to eight week mark, you might want your digital RSVPs to come in more quickly. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I do. I do like the ha handiness and convenience of the digital, but I also like the, in-person tactile of the car. Yeah, like, I don't know if I'd like to get an email inviting me to a wedding because, well, yeah, we get, so few, we get so few, um, you know, handwritten notes these days, handwritten letters, anything that comes in the mail, you know, 90% of it is junk. And so if I do see something yeah. that's handmade um, and feels, you know, it doesn't have the little pre-sorted thing on the top right hand corner. I'm like, oh, that's actually for me. Like if there's an estate, yeah. Like, oh, that's for me. It's not just for, you know, customer 812567. So, right. That makes sense. Well, and it's interesting because I always throw my Nana under the bus and she'll probably <laughs> listen to this and get a tickle out of this. But my Nana still has a flip phone. She does not understand the concept of if she were to receive an invitation in the mail going <laughs> to a wedding website to RSVP. I know she would call me or my mom or somebody to her house and say, what do I do with this? I don't understand. So I always try to remind my clients that you are still going to have some of those old school, traditional grandparents or whomever that would either A, not understand the concept of that online RSVP option, or would really just appreciate an old fashioned stamped RSVP card with an envelope. So 
even right now I'm working on a client stationery where we're literally printing just 10 traditional RSVP cards for a suite for her grandparents or elderly mm-hmm. audiences or anyone who would probably appreciate something like that. So the options are endless. I feel like that needs to be my new motto or something for my business, but what I do what I do typically is I tell my clients if you can help me stay organized, then I can customize your suites as many or as best as I can or however you need. So literally, she sent me a color coordinated Excel spreadsheet. And I know those 10 people get an RSVP card and the rest get a detail card that has go on our wedding website to RSVP. Okay. Yeah. And I do like those wedding websites. Um, I like getting the card and then I like going online and seeing you know, where they're going on their honeymoon and how they met. Yeah. Like some people have some really cool websites designed, but as I said, to get the handwritten invite in the beginning and then go on the website is a nice transition. Um, yeah. To being it's, it's definitely been, that's a trend. I think like the wedding websites, when my husband and I got married two years ago, I did not have time to sit down and create a wedding website. <laughs> However, we, we didn't technically have a destination wedding, but it, I guess it, for our family and friends to actually come, it was a destination wedding. So we printed a card and formality speaking, they say it's rude to put like a a wedding registry because you're pretty much asking people for a gift, but that's the beauty of the wedding websites. These days, you have your registry right there and we didn't have bridal or couple showers or anything like that because everybody would have had to travel or we would have had to physically travel to South Georgia or this, that, and the other. And I, I think the wedding websites are fabulous. It keeps everyone organized with your directions, your travel accommodations, shuttle arrangements. If you have those, the whole nine yards. So yeah, yeah it's nice. It's a nice resource. I think, um, mm-hmm. especially because of all the traveling and destination and hotel blocks and this and that. So, yeah, <laughs> you know. but on the flip side, I did read an article. It was, I was talking about wedding trends and whatnot and some of the pros and cons of it. And (laughs) this is very unlikely for people, but one comment that they made or one point was what if you're out and about and your phone dies or you have zero cell reception to pull up that wedding website. That's the beauty of a printed detail or enclosure card for you to have like in your hands, you know, to put in your purse, your pocket wallet, whatever the case may be. Cause yeah. I mean, if you're taking a taxi or something, at least you would have a printed address there. So kind uh, of yeah. interesting spin yeah, on that. That's such a good point because, you know, in the mountains here in North Carolina, there's not a lot of reception out there. Once you go yeah. down, uh, yeah, go, go around a bend and it blocks off the reception. Like I, there, there are some venues and I mark this for all of our um, bartenders on staff that don't have reception for certain carriers. So if people are gotcha. flying in and they have T-Mobile, but T-Mobile doesn't have coverage in Western North Carolina, <laughs> they're going to yeah. have trouble, you know, um, finding their way. So I, I think that's a really important thing to mention. And when you you mentioned uh, you said something about enclosure, is that like a folded card that ex- is that what you're referring to? Or? Not necessarily. It doesn't. I, I I'm trying to use the word enclosure more than just a detail card because it doesn't have to have specific details on there. Detail enclosure, you can interchange them. Yeah. Uh, what I typically do. So my most common invitation suite in my wedding packages is called the Courtney. 
And what it consists of, if you were to receive an invitation, that is the Courtney suite, if you will, you would take it out, open your envelope, you would have an invitation, an enclosure or a detail card, and then your RSVP card. That enclosure card or detail card will literally have either the venue address, if it's different, if your ceremony is different from your reception, we might include that. Or a lot of my clients, and maybe this is just my own spin on things, I'll put the city and state that your wedding venue is located at on your invitation, and I'll put your wedding venue address on that enclosure card just to kind of keep it organized. They say if your venue is something that's, you know, kind of a landmark or very well known that you can just go on Google Maps, then you don't need the address. But I just like to put it on there just in case. Again, you just never know if you have a wedding in the mountains of North Carolina, you might need it. But you can also include, if you don't want to include it on your wedding invitation, the dress attire, like garden cocktail, semi-formal, your wedding website uh, details, anything like hotel accommodations, especially if you're doing a hotel room block. That would be the one card or there's multiple cards that you could do or a double-sided card. Just anything that you want to relay to your guests information wise would go on something like that. Okay. Uh, have you done any of the, some just popped into my mind. Have you done any of those summer camp wedding invitations where there's like, there's like a map? Oh, <laughs> well, you- a couple. So the yeah. maps are, it, I think the maps are a trend kind of like the magnets. It's the clueless nineties. Let's come back to this kind of style. Um, I have not personally designed an invitation. Now there's multiple ways we could go about this. There are some invitations where you'll get it. It's a rectangle. It looks like the size of an RSVP card. And when you pick the sticker up, it literally ends up being like this long. It's, it's crazy. It's a folded kind of thing. And sometimes you'll have a perforated edge where you can return your RSVP, mm-hmm. but the maps, a lot of people like it either to commemorate maybe where they got engaged or where they met the church that they're getting married at and then the reception venue. But one client, we did a watercolor map because the wedding venue location itself had four or five different areas that you could get married at. So she wanted her guests to know this is where the ceremony is going to take place. And then you need to get in your car and drive two miles down the road to this location. So it's really interesting. And for venues like that, they figured it out to a science where they've gotten a designer from Etsy or something like that to watercolor illustrate that scenario to where it's just a digital file that they'll provide to stationers like myself. So that kind of saves some money, but yeah. I love how you said summer camp that make I, I can visualize where your mind is going with that. But yes, things like that are very popular. You'll see a lot of that um, with kind of like your state park kind of vibe weddings. Yep. And those are becoming really popular now because of COVID. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love the summer camp or ex- wedding weekend weddings because yeah. a lot of folks these days, you know, they grow up in one town and they move to Chicago or Florida or California or wherever, you know, and Mm -hmm. everyone's really from all over the place now. Like my childhood friends are in California, New York, and my college friends are in Virginia and (laughs) in North Carolina, you know, so everyone's from all over. 
So if That's I had true. if I had a wedding, I would want to spend m- much time with all those folks, not just the four hour reception. Yeah, you know? uh, I know. I watched my best friend's wedding with Julia Roberts the other day on Netflix, and yeah. they literally had a wedding weekend like that. It was from Thursday, and the wedding was Sunday, and it was just really interesting to me because I thought nobody does that anymore. I, I yeah. I've seen post-wedding brunches the following morning, but not a full-blown wedding weekend kind of thing. And it might just be because of money or something these days, because some wedding venues get costly, but yeah. who knows? Well, that would be fun, though. Well, that's yeah, and that's the thing is that you're right. Every event is going to cost X amount of dollars, but if you have it at a, a weekend-long place where you know the, the, the lodging is part of it, then I think that can kind of help. You know, right. they're sleeping yeah. in, 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 in summer camp cabins. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. But, I mean, no, I, that's what I would his or her own. I think that's great. Uh, um, so, Whitney, let's talk a little bit about, about you um, and your business and why folks, you know, should work with you. Like, what are your, you know, um, what's a benefit to working with, with Whitney? So I guess the benefit of working with a stationer that can design custom invitations is you're not having to just go on a website and scroll until your heart's content and settle for a design that someone has created, you know, and it's just one of those things where you literally, if you want a custom watercolor crest, my clients will literally sit either on the phone with me on a Zoom call send me an email with all the details from what their wedding florals look like, their wedding color palettes, such as bridesmaid dresses or groomsmen suits or tuxedos, things like that. Everything is 100% customized to suit each client's needs. And I don't know, I think, I don't, I don't even know if I like to say the beauty or whatever, the fun of working with me. Most people just say, Whitney, I just like your personality. You seem fun. Let's do this. But I really think the reason why a lot of my couples beyond just personality wise like to work with me is I feel really bad to say this just because I design wedding invitations does not mean that I'm going to tack on that. What I call, they call it the pink tax for like pink razors for females and whatnot. I don't add on that wedding tax for my stationery. I will charge you if you just want a wedding invitation with an envelope, I would charge someone the same price for a bridal shower or a baby shower invitation. The word wedding to me does not change the fact that your paper should cost four times more or things like that. So that's one thing I try to, I guess that's why my, my couples really work with me the most. I try to keep the mindset of when my husband and I were planning our wedding, even though I had access to wholesale vendors that we could have done letterpress and this, that, and the other I didn't want to spend $800 or more on my wedding invitations because my priorities, you know, were different with my wedding planning experience. So it's just one of those things where I just try to put myself in the average person's shoes. And I think that's my primary clientele, people who want something nice, but don't want to spend an arm and a leg. Yeah. Well, I respect that. I I'm the same way in that, you know, I've done birthday parties that cost the same as weddings. Like I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just charge yeah. what my prices are the same, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and the wedding tax is real. I don't, I can't, you know, 
identifies someone that's doing it or whatever. And that, you know, of course I wouldn't even mention that, but I've heard that from some people say like, Oh, um, or no, I've heard it from vendors that say their clients say, Oh, we're just having a a party (laughs) when really they're having a wedding, but they don't want to say that because they think they'll upcharge them for a wedding. So, well, um, it's true. I mean, planning, Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just thinking maybe people have had that experience before, you know? Yeah. Somebody's planning been- for some of these uh, wedding shows I've been doing. I tried to get a price for a bouquet and didn't say it was for a wedding. The bouquet that I was quoted for was $60 or something like that, which I thought, gosh, that's cheap. Well, I went on this like florist website, the same bouquet under the wedding category was 300 and something dollars. And it's, it's that wedding tax. It's, it's ridiculous. And I know that there are people out there, especially in the stationary industry where, you know, they have to make a living off of this. So they may charge accordingly to where they can, they only do so many weddings a year to pay their bills and make a lifestyle. But right now I just, I don't have that mentality. I charge what I have to charge and I might be pushing 50 and 60 weddings a year. And some people are doing 15 to 20, who knows, but I'll just work till my heart's content, I suppose, and might change my mind later, but can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, personality is big too. And that's something that I think a lot of us underestimate, you know, like some folks, you know, see me on whatever Instagram or my website and see, you know, kind of, they get my vibe because I write my own website copy and all that stuff. And and they're like, oh, like we like this guy. Whereas other people are like, no, we don't like that guy. And they choose someone else who's more, right. you know, not conservative, but more like traditional or whatever. So, you know, I think personality is big and, you know, the, it's so cliche, but you just got to be yourself in this industry mm-hmm. <laughs> and the right yeah. clients will gravitate towards you because they want to work with you. And you, if, if you right. try to put on a, a guy's, you know, folks will, you'll get the wrong kind of folks in my opinion. So that's something that I learned kind of quickly. I, I was like, Oh, I have to be all wedding-esque and I have to say, you know, the same things that everyone says, like, you know, congrats on your big day, you know, like all the traditional things that you see in emails from wedding vendors. And then after a while I'm like, Oh, like, that's not really me. Like, you know, I want to honor someone's day and I, you know, I I care about it, but I'm not the frou-frou, like I love love type of person. I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to say that. You're like, yeah, I love romance, but I'm not, yeah, you you know, you know what I mean. Like you got to mm-hmm. put yourself out there. And so when you yeah. said that earlier, that clicked for me. You know, people will get your vibe and see you and hire you based on that. So yeah, you know, I literally I used the word crap on a call yesterday, and I I looked at myself in the mirror while I was on the phone with my client and was like, they're gonna think that I'm some nut job or something. But then I just shook it off and I was like. that's just me. I don't care. I use the word crap, Uh, but I call myself the worst business owner in America because I, where I started doing invitations full-time back in June of 2020, I don't have everything figured out yet. I, my business is not a well-versed or well-oiled machine at the moment. I don't have, you know, an, an assistant or anything where if 50 people are requesting custom quotes from me, it might take me a couple of days or up to a week or two to get back to that because my brain is going 90 to nothing in all a million directions. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just myself. And it's, it's so funny. I'm speaking at this conference in November for wedding MBA and everybody, they needed a headshot. 
and everybody has all these really nice headshots. But my friend Brittany took some photos of me for her blog post. So I'm in a jean jacket and that's the photo that I sent to you. So I sent that to them and I said, I've got more professional ones coming. Don't worry. But I'm not when I quit working in the public relations field and industry to pursue invitations full time. I dropped my blazer behind, you know, left it on the ground because it's just one of those things where that's not me. And I don't feel like that's my personality for designing. So, yeah, well, you got it. Yeah, you got to be true to yourself. And I'm I'm glad you're speaking at wedding. And yeah, I was just about to purchase tickets to fly out there. You need to. It'll be so much fun. Yeah. I um I stalk the website on a daily basis just to see who all speaking and whatnot. And when someone it was actually our wedding photographer for Jake and I's wedding. He tagged me in something where they were looking for a stationer and got on a phone call and they accepted me. So I'm really excited about it. I'm kind of nervous, but I keep telling my family and friends, if I have 10 people at the conference to speak to, then that's better than nothing. And it'll be a fun experience for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, I will see you there then. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In November. Yeah. It's, I, I just need to book those. I, I bought the ticket itself. A while ago, but I haven't booked the flight yet. So gotcha. Got yeah, the, this morning they, they extended <laughs> the early bird pricing to I think it's May first or something like that. So I've been trying to tell everybody that I can think that would be interested. I even told my aunt she design or designs or cuts whatever wedding hair. You know she can do up styles or whatever you call them updos. But I said there's no hairstylists to my knowledge that are signed up. So why don't you go and just check it out? Maybe you could be a vendor next year. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, you know, a little trick though, is that the pricing that you see on the website is relative to that IP address. Ah. So it'll reset if someone else goes later. Cause I would get these notifications like, Oh, the, you know, early price is about to end. And I'm like, I bought my ticket a long time ago. Let me check. And it was the same price as three months ago. Interesting. So, what, so you got, once you go on the website, that's how they, they track you based on the first time you go. Interesting. My, that's what I, at least what, that's what I noticed. Maybe they changed it. So, but if, it, if they do say it's about to expire and then it will expire for you, but not if you log on from a computer in a different house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, that's but, something to keep in mind. Then. <laughs> um, well, Whitney, I, I want to know uh, a random question because this is called Pistons and Prosecco and okay. I do own a mobile bar company and that's, what's your favorite beverage? Okay, so I would say my favorite cocktail beverage would be like a jalapeno margarita. This is super cliche, but I've never been like a huge liquor drinker or anything like that. I am a red wine, like Cabernet kind of girl, all tried and true. However, I was watching something on TV one day and the people kept making jalapeno margaritas and it was late one night and my husband and I were just dating and we had pickled jalapeno juice, but margarita mix. And I was like trying to make my own. It was a disaster, but I was like, I can imagine what this would taste like. And so now if I go anywhere that has specialty cocktails, that is my go-to. If they, if they can make something like that, then I'd love it. Well, so that's funny you say that. We both did the big fake wedding in Charleston, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the night before I went to Prohibition, which is a restaurant in Charleston. Okay. And during their happy hour, they had like $5 jalapeno blood orange margaritas. 
And Ooh. those things were so delicious. So if you're yeah. if you're ever in Charleston again, check that place out. It's one of okay. my favorite. I love their happy hour. And as you know, in North Carolina, we don't have happy hour. So if I get huh. out of the state, I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know that. Advantage. Yeah, interesting. You can't change the price of alcohol throughout the day in North Carolina. Gotcha. So special, it has to be the whole day and for everyone. So you can't have like okay. ladies' night, five dollar glasses of wine. They just have to have five dollar glasses of wine because you can't discriminate. Wow. If a guy wants a glass of wine, you can't charge him more. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, I I always give my props to any restaurant that infuses their own vodkas or tequilas and things like that, because the cocktails always taste 10 times better that way. So anytime it, uh, prohibition sounds like my kind of place where if it's fancy looking or your drinks are nice looking, if that makes sense, then you know, it's going to be good. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that's been one of my favorite parts of the, of my business is, you know, doing these signature cocktails on tap. So we batch them in yeah. a can, pour them on tap and, um, so just cool. full, I'm not trying to sell my service, but it just makes yeah, everything yeah. go quicker and it, the drinks are consistently delicious throughout the night and it simplifies the bar menu. So instead of people saying, Oh, I'll have a vodka soda. Cause they don't know what else to order. They're like, Oh, I'll have a blood orange margarita or a watermelon mojito or yeah, or that makes sense. So I have a lot of fun. Oh, I would have too much fun having a, one of your mobile trucks at uh, an event. I'd be like, give me this, this time, then this, the yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are like, I want to go down the line, you know, cause there's, oh. there's usually six options on the trucks themselves, sometimes less, but usually six. And people are like, all right, I want to do, you know, let's just go down the line. I'm with wedding invitations. It's so like polar opposite because you, you can't really go down the line with things like that. I mean, it just <laughs> is what it is. You just, you have to pick a service. Like you yep. can mix and match printing and whatnot, but it's not like going down the line. Like I'm going to try this right now and this next. Totally. Yeah. You have to stick with, <laughs> stick with one. I guess unless you're planning maybe your second wedding, then you have the option to do something starkly different, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. And we get those, we get those folks too. Yeah. Um, so Whitney, what advice would you have for couples, you know, looking to tie the knot, get married this year, or next, you know, what is, what are some things that have come up in your experience that you would like to share with our audience? Well, I just recently added this to my resume, and I'm completely joking when I say it, uh, a part-time wedding therapist. <laughs> so my biggest piece of advice with COVID, uh, well, my biggest piece of advice is make sure your wedding is wholeheartedly what you want, whether it's you as a couple or, you know, there are certain things that when my husband and I were planning our wedding, I would lay my head down at night and I could close my eyes and visualize certain tables and whatnot, but I had to keep our budget in mind. And Jake would be like, well, we need this for sure too. So, you know, you just work together to make it happen as best as you can. Um, but my biggest piece of advice is make sure it's exactly what you want at the end of the day. Right now, due to COVID, several of my clients have had to postpone their weddings once. And then now they're in, whether like they're in New York or New Jersey, whatever the case may be, state-wise, they may be having to postpone again. So some of my clients have already legally gotten married at the courthouse or whatnot just to make those arrangements for their living. And then they're trying to plan their wedding. And 
just because you are so adamant about keeping a certain date or whatnot, if it if the venue itself does not matter to you and you can find a different venue, I've been telling people not to rush the process. Save your money, continue to live it out as best as you can. But if you're adamant about a certain venue or a certain date, then just do what you can to make it happen. But don't settle for something where if you want dancing at your wedding and your guests are going to be mandated to stay seated, remain seated with a mask on, that doesn't sound like fun. So it's kind of like just save your money and postpone a little bit longer. It's not going to make a difference in your overall love story to me. Yeah. Well, if, that, that's if a anything, good, it would enhance it, I'd say. That's a really good point. I had a couple just last week that moved their venue entirely um, mm-hmm. because of that, because the, the venue that they had booked said, no, no dancing. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, that's really important for us. Like, we want to have people dancing. So they rebooked and totally switched venues. Luckily, it was only for me, you know, 15 minute different. Like, it wasn't, it was actually closer to me. So that was great. Um, but that's, you know, that's a really good point. Uh, another thing that just to add on to that is if you do want a certain venue, switching it to a Friday or a Sunday, um, because that, a lot of them are already booked mm-hmm. out for that Saturday. So I've had people do even Monday weddings. I don't know how they pulled yeah. it off, but I've had They're people, popular. Do, you know, um, weekday or yeah, or off day. So that's another option for venues yeah. that do multiple in a weekend, I think. Yeah. I spoke with a venue friend in Florida and she booked solid or is booked solid now for July. And she said, can you believe it? July in Florida, this is going to be insane. And I said, people are just desperate to have these weddings of their dreams. Like, and I don't blame them. I cannot even imagine we got married in September of 2019. So we beat the COVID train, you know, wholeheartedly, but it just, it was kind of like, You know, those movies where they have like a giant tsunami that washes over an entire city or something. That's where I kind of envisioned COVID with the wedding industry. And it's just one of those things where sheer panic came over people. So they all had to reschedule. And if they're having that fear of having to reschedule again, at this point, they're like, you know what? We just want to get married at this venue, though. So we're going to do what we can and have that Monday wedding or whatever the case may be. It's funny because... Friday or Sunday weddings used to be cheaper, but now it's just people are settling because that's all that's available for the venues. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know we had, yeah, this year I have, I think over 80 weddings on the books. Okay. And it's just, that's exciting. Yeah. It's (laughs) exciting. is one word. Well, it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, what is just one day is one day in September where we have six weddings and I'm just like, Ooh, that's going to be a lot. So gotcha. I'm excited. Now we've got a lot of great couples, a lot of fun, um, you know, obviously fun wedding and bar menus planned, but there's that one day in September. So I think it's September 25th where I have six Ooh. weddings. I only have five mobile bars. I don't know how that's going to work. No, I, <laughs> one of them is just, a, one of them is just a bartender only. No, no bar, just bartender. So that's why it works out, but that works. We don't normally do that, but, um, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Well, Whitney, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about either, you know, weddings or your business or just stationary in general? Um, honestly, as I just stick with your guns, know, know what you want and make it happen. That's the best of 
my advice that I can give. And if anybody has any additional questions then they can feel free to reach out to me directly, I have Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards. So I'm never a stranger. So call me if you need to for anything, but yeah, my biggest thing is stick obviously within your budgetary means and whatnot, but make sure that your wedding is just wholeheartedly what you want it to be. Let it suit your personalities. There are people out there that think that they have to have a certain floral or cocktail menu or whatever that, you know, just because others have it. But if you don't like it, then don't pay for it. <laughs> exactly. So. You know, got to go with the priority. You're, you got to stick with three priorities is what I usually hear from other vendors and tell my own Correct. clients. You know, I think it's a good way mm-hmm. to think about it. Don't, don't look at everyone else. Just think about what you care about and try exactly. to pick the top three. Cause if you pick 10, you're going <laughs> to, that's going to add up. So that's right. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Yep. Well, Whitney, I'm going to share your links in the show notes so folks okay. can get in touch with you. And it was a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, and, you as well. Um, look forward to working with you in the future. Cool.